if we are dealing with a lot of sleep issues, I can promise you exposing yourself to sunlight in the morning will make a dramatic impact on the quality of your sleep. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. I just got back from beautiful Jamaica. I've got this lovely glow. I feel like it's the perfect base to have for the summer months. And there is just something about having a tan. And man, I just feel like more vibrant. I feel like my skin just looks so much healthier. Sure, there's a few more freckles on there, but I am all for harnessing the power of the sun. Of course, I'm human. I want to age gracefully and I don't want to have wrinkles and all of that and fine lines, but I also want to harness that sunshine and that glow and produce that healthy melanin, which you're going to talk about because that melanin is what actually helps your skin tan and it's very protective. So I think that when it comes to safe sun exposure and being that we are heading into these beautiful, sunny months. It's a perfect time to talk about this, but I truly think it's about understanding how light and heat interact with our cells. We want to receive all of the benefits of the sun while causing the least amount of damage, of course. Now, I could probably thank my Portuguese mother for this healthy glow because it's very rare that I burn. Very, very, very rare. Even as a kid, I remember being in the sun a lot and being outdoors a lot. And my mother never used sunscreen. She didn't put it on me. She, I rarely saw her even use it. And she would just, you know, make me wear a hat or we would cover up. But I never remember using sunscreen as a kid. I really don't. And perhaps that's part of it is just, you know, our genes play a role, of course. And when you think about like your ancestors or your grandmothers, you can bet that, of course, if they were exposed to a lot of sun and they were outdoors a lot, like, typically most people did live back in the day. They lived primarily outside. They did all of their tasks outside. They relied on the light from the sun. And that sort of communication that they had with the sun, it is literally in their cells. And you can bet that that's going to be passed on to us as well. Um, but of course, we're all different. And I do feel that sun sun exposure, talking about safe sun exposure can kind of be a hot topic. There's so many different opinions and recommendations and advice. So I'm going to share what I've learned over the years, what works for me, what I've seen work in practice with many of the women that I've worked with over the years. And we're going to dive into some great dietary and like nutrient uh, suggestions today, as well as some lifestyle stuff. And then we're going to talk a little bit about sunscreen. But I do think it's so crazy how we've become super fearful of the sun. And like I said, humans have primarily existed outdoors, but all of a sudden over these 
I don't know, maybe these past 20 years, I feel like there's just been such fear mongering around the sunshine and being outdoors and skin cancer and people are huddling and covering up and wearing SPF 100, which I think is crazy that that even exists. And so many of us are spending majority of our lives indoors under artificial light in front of screens and just terrified to get sun exposure. And when you look at the data and the research, most skin cancer actually happens on places in the body in places on the body where the sun gets the least amount of exposure, which is really, really interesting. So there's a lot of factors that are within our control that can make us more resilient to the sun, but also things that can make us less resilient to the radiation of the sun. And like I said, of course, our genes can play a role, you know, where they originated in the world. It's really going to make a difference in how we react, but it's not going to be everything. Another thing to keep in mind is that at different times of the day, we're going to get different types of light. There will be specific types of sunlight, sun rays that are more prevalent during the morning or mid-morning or afternoon and evening from infrared to UVA to UVB to UVC. You know, it's not just about the vitamin D. Of course, we want to get that natural vitamin D exposure, but different types of sunlight have powerful effects on our brain health, our nervous system, and our hormones. So don't fear the sun. Implement some of these strategies. Of course, cover up, have gradual exposure, especially if you're very fair skin, but don't fear it. Really learn how to harness the power of it. So we're going to talk about creating sun resiliency. We're going to start off talking about some dietary and nutrients that you can start to implement in your diet to support the health of your skin against the sun. So number one is zinc. It is literally like our built-in sun protection. When you think about zinc oxide that you find in sunscreens, if we are applying this topically on our skin, well, of course, internal zinc status is going to impact us just as much. So food first approach, that is always where I want to start with people. Oysters are going to be an amazing source of zinc as well as eggs egg yolks, dark chocolate, and shellfish. Next up are your fat-soluble vitamins, specifically your preformed vitamin A, which is your retinol, and vitamin E. They both play powerful roles in our skin's interaction with the sun. They're also very powerful antioxidants. Now, to be clear, I am referring to these in their natural bioavailable form, so not to be confused with something like topical synthetic retinoids or synthetic vitamin E. Again, we want to focus on a food first approach here. So vitamin A, you can get from eggs, specifically yolks, salmon, beef liver, cod is also a great source. And vitamin E, also again, eggs here, olive oil, avocados, almonds, sweet potatoes, hazelnuts. Those are going to be some fantastic sources. Next up on the list, are fats. The type of fats we eat form the skin's lipid barrier. A healthy lipid barrier is a mixture of saturated and unsaturated fats with the majority being saturated. Now, if you have too too many liquid fats that are light, heat, and oxygen sensitive, that's going to create very sensitive cells. So this is why we want to be conscious of seed oil intake because the linoleic acid 
from a lot of seed oils has been shown to block melanin synthesis. That melanin is what actually tans our skin and the melanin protects us from the sun. And of course, it's what also gives us that healthy, lovely glow. So focusing on things like egg yolks, coconut oil, butter, ghee, grass-fed butter, of course, grass-fed meats, these are all going to be some ideal sources of saturated fats, also cholesterol, really important for protecting your skin, specifically supporting your skin's lipid barriers. And also keep in mind that if you are overdoing it with things like nut butters and seed butters, and you're like eating out a lot, this is where it can just get excessive. And that's what was happening with me. I wasn't necessarily eating out, but I would, you know, stick a spoon into my almond butter jar or my pumpkin seed butter and just eat copious amounts or throw it into my smoothie. And yeah, you can definitely overdo it. You know, not only you're overdoing it on just like eating fat, but the types of fats can be a little bit more omega-6 heavy. And we want to focus more on those stable fats which like I said, is going to come from like grass-fed meats, butter, coconut oil. Those are all going to be some really great sources. Did you know that chaga mushroom is an amazing mushroom known to support metabolism and actually help your cells become more receptive to insulin? So if you're dealing with insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes, then chaga mushroom is going to be fantastic for you. It's going to gradually support the body in reestablishing balance and normalizing blood sugar levels so they can come back down to a healthy level. My go-to chaga mushroom is from Aversio Wellness. You can head on over to their website, aversiowellness.com, and check out the product Protect Now. This is an organic chaga 8-to-1 dual extract, and you can get it for 15% off with using the coupon code wellnesswitch. Head over to aversiowellness.com, enter the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout and get your hands on some protect now chaga. All right, ladies, a really quick interruption to chat about stress. Now let's face it. It's really hard to avoid stress altogether. And it's definitely one of the biggest triggers for why we gain weight, can't sleep, feel exhausted, have inflammation or dealing with autoimmune, brain fog, you name it. I've created a five-day mini video course to help you heal your relationship with stress. It's called Your Stress Detox, and it's totally free. I'd love for you to sign up and start healing your relationship with stress today. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash stress detox and get started today. Now, coffee, this one is really interesting. There was the study that showed that those who drink four cups of coffee per day had a 20% lower risk of developing malignant melanoma compared to non-coffee drinkers. Now, mainly it's the polyphenols in coffee that are very protective. I'm not telling you to go and drink four cups of coffee per day. There's obviously a lot of nuances here. Your sleep and, you know, adrenal health and hormones, like all of this matters. So you're an adult and you're going to have to make that decision for yourself in terms of what really works for you and your body. And you can get polyphenols, of course, from eating a 
variety of foods and fruits and veggies. And that's what's really important is just having variety in your diet and uh, getting in really good quality sources of, you know, veggies and fruits and proteins and fats. And of course, have your coffee. I love my coffee, but I do not drink four cups per day. If I did, oh my God, I probably wouldn't sleep and my heart would probably be racing super fast and like beating out of my chest. So I'm really conscious of my coffee intake about, I only have one per day and sometimes it's decaf. So take it or leave it with the coffee. Now, next up, diving into some strategies to implement that have nothing to do with diet or nutrient status. This is a bit controversial, but this is about sunglasses and not wearing sunglasses because the UV light communicates to our body through our eyes. And this actually signals to the pituitary gland to produce what's called MSH, which is melanocyte stimulating hormone. What happens here? Essentially, it's inducing specialized skin cells called melanocytes to produce a pigment called melanin. And I just spoke about melanin. It is very protective. It it protects our cells from DNA damage, which can actually lead to skin cancer, melanoma. So we really want to protect our skin and we really want to harness the power of the sun. And how we can do that is by actually exposing our eyes to the sun. Now, I'm not saying you have to sit there and like stare directly at the sun, Yes, definitely, you know, look up at the sun and gaze, sun gazing, but exposing yourself is going to be really important without your sunglasses to get the true benefits of the sun. Now, mind you, I was just in Jamaica and the sun is damn hot and bright, you know, just how it's reflecting off of the water and the white sand and all these white chairs and white towels that are around me. And I'm lying there on my beach chair and I'm reading my book. Like it's super bright. I can't even see. Of course I wore sunglasses while I was on vacation, but I made I made it a priority to expose my skin and my eyes without sunglasses in the morning, midday, as well as the evening, whatever o- opportunity I could take to not wear those sunglasses, I did. And that's what's really important. So it's not that you can never wear them. It's just being a little bit more conscious in terms of how frequently you're wearing them and to make sure that you just don't have them on all the time because otherwise you're not really getting that MSH, the melanocyte stimulating hormone. And we really, really want that because again, it's supporting the skin against that DNA damage. And that melanin is really important. We really want to produce that melanin. It protects as a sort of a sunscreen. It acts as a sunscreen, but it also helps give us that lovely glow and it's protecting the cells. So really important. Now, speaking of, I think I mentioned morning sunlight, because that's actually one of the ideal times to be exposing yourself is in the morning and getting that lovely sunlight directed into the eyes. You are getting this amazing red and near infrared light in the morning as well as evening. So it's a powerful primer for getting safe sun exposure throughout the day. It actually is protecting you, you know, as you're spending more time outside in the day. If you get that morning exposure, it can act as this primer. So when you expose yourself in the morning and also the evening time, it's ideal because the sunlight at these specific times has a greater proportion of protective healing red and near infrared light and much lower UV. So both red and near infrared light, they kind of act as a sunscreen and protect against skin damage. So 
exposing yourself morning and evening, ideal for not just supporting your skin and uh, harnessing the benefits of that, that the light, but also it's really helping to set your circadian rhythm, right? When you are exposing yourself to that morning light, that's what supports melatonin production for your sleep and your serotonin. It is really having so many hormone benefits. And if we are dealing with a lot of sleep issues, I can promise you exposing yourself to sunlight in the morning, just do that for the next three to five days. It will make a dramatic impact on the quality of your sleep. So sometimes it sounds counterintuitive, you know, expose yourself to the sunlight in the morning to get good sleep, but it's really true. It's, it's so beneficial to set our circadian rhythm our cortisol is what helps to wake us up in the morning and it's what starts to dip during the day and helps us get into our sleep mode so that our melatonin can rise at night. And one of the ways that we support that is through the power of the sunlight. So keep in mind, in, uh, what's really important here with sun exposure is it has to be gradual, wear hats, cover up, stay in the shade. You know, when I was in Jamaica, of course, I, I spent like 95% of my day outdoors, but I was under the shade most of the time. I was, you know, covering up. I either wore, had like a bathing suit cover or I had a towel over me. I had a big wide brim hat and I wore natural sunscreen, but I did make it a point to also expose my skin. It's just when you're seven days at the beach, you want to be conscious, right? You want to protect your skin and you don't want to burn. That's what's really important. So, Wearing natural sunscreens can be really helpful. We're going to dive into what to actually look for when it comes to sunscreens. I think it can be a little bit confusing when it comes to purchasing sunscreens, but ultimately there are two kinds of sunscreens. There's the chemical, which is more soluble. And what that means is it's a sunscreen that absorbs into the bloodstream and it absorbs UV rays that way. And research obviously shows that there's a lot of hormone disrupting ingredients and chemicals in here, like octocrylene, octo, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, octinaxinate, um, homosalate, oxybenzone, a lot of ingredients that you know we really want to avoid. So those are more chemical, soluble, soluble based. And then we have our mineral, which is insoluble. So what that means is that the sunscreen actually sits on top of the skin and it's deflecting the UV rays. This is where you're going to find active ingredients like titanium dioxide as well as zinc oxide. So when you're looking for a natural sunscreen, you ideally want to choose more of a mineral sunscreen, something that has the zinc oxide or the titanium oxide. I typically look for something around an SPF 30, maybe a little bit higher, but not too much. And ideally something that contains about 15% zinc oxide is probably the ideal amount. I also want to make sure that there's no polyunsaturated fatty, uh, fatty oils in the ingredient list. Like I mentioned, a lot of those seed oils, they are very sensitive to the light, to the heat. And if they are in these products and you are slathering them on and laying in the sun all day, they're not going to be great. So we really want to make sure that they're either not in there or they're at the very, very bottom of the ingredient list where it's going to be such a minute amount. I also want to avoid fragrances in my sunscreen and even things like essential oils. I love essential oils, 
but a lot of them are very photosensitive. And again, if they're topical on your skin, it can cause more burning and just, um, you're, they're just going to be more sensitive to the sunlight. So we want to really be conscious of that. So some of my favorite brands that I like, cause I obviously get asked a lot about sunscreens are, I really love green beaver. That's a really clean one. Uh, Suntegrity, living libations, druid, sun goddess, pure haven. I know that there's some new ones that have been launched from doTERRA. I actually haven't looked too much into those ones. And then there are, um, I think I hear a lot of people talk about beauty counter. Haven't tried that one, but I hear some really great things. So these are just some brands. You can write them down, go look them up, look them up, research them, see what's available in your area. Some of them are brands that might be a little bit more specific to the U S or Canada, but definitely do some research, see what makes the most sense for you and, and go from there. And I typically also want to choose something that is reef safe. This is why having something that is more mineral based, it's better for the environment because when you are slathering on all these chemicals and toxins and you go in the water, you know, you go in the ocean or lake or whatever, that's of course coming right off of you and it's getting into the water and you know it's going to impact fish and the reef and all of it. So I really want to be conscious of that and choosing something that's more natural because again, better for the environment. So those are some suggestions for creating more sun resiliency and protecting your skin against the sun. Do not fear the sun, harness the power of it, get outdoors, just practice sun safety. I would love to hear from you if anything in this episode resonated with you. Perhaps if you have some friends or family in your life, that you know has been fearing the sun and not getting enough exposure. Perhaps you want to share this episode with them. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Would love to hear from you over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Witch. And I'll chat with you all next week. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.